Okay, and welcome back. Welcome back. So we're talking cannabis plants today. Um, we're talking growing, talking the finest homegrown, and it's really not that hard and it's not that expensive. I know um, there might be people out there that have never considered growing before. And I'm saying, like, even if you don't smoke, I know this seems weird to think, but, like, even if you don't smoke, it's one of those things that is always good for either, like, a gift or, um, like, you could bake with it and give that as a gift. Anybody, you know, it's always good to have. You could jar it up. The shelf life is years. I, I uh, haven't grown outdoors since 2020. And I still have some left, and it's still good. Uh, so if you know how to store it, and I'll get into all this. But I'm just saying, like, I think people don't really realize how easy it is um, to grow your own. So let me get into it now. I live in California, and I'm only going to be talking about California right now. Uh, check your local state laws and regulations. But, you know, more and more these days, the states are are legalizing or going recreational, medical, whatever. So check your state laws. I'm just going to be talking about California. In California, you're allowed six plants per residence. Okay, so I'm guessing if a bunch of... I don't think if 20 people live in a house, they can have, you know, what, uh, 120... No, 240 plants. Anyways, uh, it's six plants per residence. And I'm guessing that's just in total. So I'm just going to be talking about a really cheap, easy way to do it. Uh, and like like I said, in California, I'm just going to be talking about the season. That why I'm doing it right now, why I'm dropping this episode right now, is because if, if you live in California, this is when you want to start your plants. This is... This is I'll get into the light cycle. Well, fuck it. I'll get into it right now. Okay, so the weed plants, the cannabis plant, the beautiful, amazing cannabis plant, It's it comes in male and female, um, the plants. There's a male plant and a female plant. And the male plant has pollen. It pollinates the female flowers. Okay, that's why they call the weed, like, they call it flower because it's it's technically a flower that grows from the female plant it's sticky because the male pollen has to land on it and stick to it to pollinate the bud so i'm in a denny's parking lot right now i'm just watching some traffic and stuff so uh it's a long story i'll get into why i had to um do that in the intro but anyways so male female and it's photosen- the plant itself is photosensitive, meaning it matters um, what, like it, it, the light cycle matters. It matters if it's, it, the plant knows if it's day or night, and it actually determines the length of day determines whether like it will trigger the plant to start flowering. So 
when the cannabis plant starts out, let's start out from the seed, okay? Start out from a seed. You plant the seed. It starts growing what they call vegetative growth at first. There's no flowers. There's no pollen. It's just leaves, okay? Leaves. I don't know how you say that. So it's just leaves. And you're, you want to grow them out. You want to grow the plant out to about knee high, okay? Or about like a couple feet. Or at least like a foot. You want to at least before you start flowering it out, okay? So you want to grow it. Okay, so you at this point in time, like tomorrow, for example, I'm going to go out to the, to the dispensary. Um, I'm going to go grab six clones probably all the same kind although i'll see what they got i'll see what looked the healthiest when selecting clones you want to look for a dark green leaf the darker green the better and not like not like a not like a patchy dark i'm talking about like a uniform shiny healthy fat leaf that's like a dark green like a forest green if it's like a lime green that's not you know, if it's like a spindly lime green, that's, you don't really want that. You want it the dark, darker, the better. And the, the fatter the leaf, the better. The bushier, fatter leaf, the better. And um, obviously, the more roots that are poking out of the bottom of whatever they're selling you. If you can see the roots, sometimes it's, it comes in a little cup. If you can see the roots, uh, you want a bunch of roots coming out. Um, but not, if the roots look like they've come out a long time ago, like a, like, like a week ago, and they're, they're all dried out, the roots, you don't want that. You want the roots looking, coming out looking white and hairy. Like, they look like they have little hairs on them. Um, and they're fat, and they look wet. They don't look all dried out and yellow. They don't look like sticks. They look like fat, healthy, white roots that are coming out. That's what you want. That's what you want to look for. And that's assuming you're getting clones. I like to get seedlings if I can find seedlings, like like little plants that were grown from seed. That is really good. I like to do that just for, you know, reasons I'm not going to go into right now. But it doesn't matter. Clones work. I'll probably end up getting clones because seedlings are kind of hard to find. And um, you, you can start your own seeds. It's real easy to start seeds. If you can get seeds or order seeds and find some seeds... Um, it's just start them like any other seed. Just throw them in the dirt, you know, water it. Boom. Uh, Mother Nature uh, is amazing in that way. The only thing about seed, the only thing with seeds and seedlings is, because remember I said how the, the weed plant is male and female? So the only thing about using seeds is you don't know if it's going to be male or female. Just like if your wife gets pregnant, you don't know if she's going to have a boy or a girl, you know? Like it's 50-50 every time. Um, and same thing with the seed. Now they have what's called feminized seeds, uh, where those seeds are like most, most often females, but even then, even with feminized seeds, you still get, uh, the chance of getting a male every once in a while or, uh, hermaphrodite, the tranny of the weed, the cannabis world. Anyways, um, I'll go, I'll get into hermaphrodites a little later, but so anyways, you want females. So that's why that's why I'm saying like it's just easier to start with clones as if you're a beginner, uh, this is your first time, just go down, grab some clones. And if you can, you know, if you find a place that has a good selection, um 
it's you know you got to look and i would call first just go just call these dispensaries uh beforehand and just ask do you have clones it's a simple yes or no thing they either do or they don't and they'll know like the front desk person will know it's real easy and uh, because don't waste your time don't waste your time going to your local place and then they don't have it just call around and be like do you guys have clones yeah and sometimes they'll be like we don't right now but we'll have them like blah 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 whatever so you go get your clones and if if they have like a selection and stuff you can even ask the person like if they're knowledgeable hey are there any that are better or for outdoor because if you're buying in la if you're buying in la a lot of these clones are meant and grown indoor they're for indoor growing um if you're like northern california you could probably if you're in northern california you're probably listening to this like yeah i've been growing weed for like 20 years i don't need so whatever northern northern cal is like they're the ogs of the of the outdoor game i actually learned a lot of what i'm talking about right now from some norcal dudes um so uh shouts out to henry's and shouts out to my boy brian anyways so back to your clones so you you ask for some outdoor better for outdoor clones whatever just get some clones you get six clones right get six because why not you know fucking get as many as you can they're not that expensive we're talking like i don't know i think it's like 20 bucks max like they're not that expensive i think they're like 12 14 15 bucks something around there they shouldn't be that expensive anyways so inspect your clones are there any bugs on them? Are there any little dots? Now, if you're a beginner, you're not really going to have the eye yet. So just you're just going to have to hopefully be lucky about it or whatever. But you could always um, give it an initial just like spray down with water or whatever. Like just look at them, you know, like don't go crazy or whatever. But anyway, so you have your clone. Uh, I'm just going to talk about putting them straight in dirt, some some potting soil. I wouldn't put them straight in the ground yet at this stage because they're a little fragile still. As little clones, like if there's like a cold snap or if there's a, an insect or even like a little fucking squirrel or rabbit or some shit or a rat, they'll come and eat that shit because the little clone, that's like, I don't know. It's just like you put it in a little pot, put it somewhere kind of relatively safe. So you get a little pot. You get some potting soil from the store. or You can get it anywhere. Target, anywhere. Potting soil. Any kind of potting soil, whatever. Um, it really doesn't matter. Uh, miracle Grow. You could go organic. You can get some high-end stuff like Fox Farm is good. Ocean. Fox Farm. Ocean mix. Uh, but any kind of potting soil, really. Um, I mean, it kind of makes a difference if it has, like, Miracle Grow, like, nutrients in it. Whatever. It doesn't really, though, but... I would say just get any potting soil. Um, try to get like organic, I'd say, whatever, but it doesn't really matter. Um, then, so get a pot that's like a half gallon. You don't want to get them too big, like a half gallon pot at this point, because you're going to water these things. You don't want them to stay really, really wet for too long. The plant itself, it's kind of like a tomato plant where... It doesn't like to be drowned in water, but it doesn't like to be completely dry either. It likes to get a good amount saturated wet 
so it looks like you got to have the, the soil be able to drain you know it can't be sitting in water don't have it sit in one of those dishes uh you know like a pot dish just have it have plenty of holes at the bottom of the pots and uh and put it like on cement or somewhere uh don't put it directly on dirt just put it like on like a a brick or something and um make sure that the water can drain out really good you don't want it sitting in water but then on the same same thing don't let these things get bone dry where you see the plant wilt and the the soil is like you pick it up it's light and the soil is like a dust like you have to water it let it dry out like luckily if you put it in a half gallon thing at this stage when it's so small it's not going to be sucking up water a full plant will be sucking up water like you wouldn't believe you could water it it'll suck that shit up but a little clone that's just has new roots it's not you know it'll take it'll take a couple days especially it's not even full summer yet but just keep an eye on it don't let it get full standing water and don't let it get too dry out i know i'm making it seem hard but it's really not like you water it you watch you keep an eye on it you're gonna want to anyways you're gonna be like oh these are my weed plants that's the great thing about weed plants some plants you don't really care about you're like what the fuck like i don't even know like what this is ivy or some shit but like a weed plant you're like you're you're keeping your eye on it believe me on them on your ladies on your six little little girls i don't want to get i don't know that sounds weird so you're, you're fucking little clones all right you put them in the shit you water it now let's talk about sun okay the sun is the best light you could possibly get, okay? This is why there's an argument between, like, indoor and outdoor. As far as the lighting goes, there is no better lighting than the sun, okay? But, but, you got to be careful. These things can take full sun. They can take full sun, okay? There's a couple of caveats, though. Like, you can't, don't water, don't get them wet in full sun, because the little water droplets will act like little magnifying glasses and burn the leaves and shit. Um, yeah, just... And if it's like 120 and the sun is like beating down on them, I would say like make sure they got plenty of water and you could maybe put throw like a shade. If you, see, if you notice they're starting to burn, the leaves are starting to burn, it's like that much intense sun, then you could put a little shade... Uh, like, make, put the shade up at the most intense part of the day or whatever. But, for the most part... And they don't need full sun. If you have, like... If you have, like, two hours of full sun, like, you could do it. So, I know, like, some people just have a balcony and the sun comes for only, like, an... It passes over the balcony for, like, two hours. That's honestly... You could you can work with that. It's not ideal. You want an ideal, like six hours or whatever a full sun that's like ideal that's great but that's that's rare you know unless you live in the fucking desert so just get it in a place that has as much sun as you can these plants like sun okay um they like sun just like a tomato plant think tomato if anybody's ever grown a tomato plant these things grow pretty much it's crazy how closely they grow like that you can plant them even with tomatoes and stuff but anyways so you'll see them, you'll see them. And this is why we have six, okay? We got six because maybe one dies at transplanting, whatever. Like, okay, so I forgot to mention, if it comes in like a rock wool or a little cube or anything of like sponge, 
Uh, you could leave that, but just take any paper or plastic or wrapping material or any kind of cup that it comes in. Take that shit out. Uh, a little bit of dirt on the roots or, like I said, a little uh, plug that they use to grow it. That's You could leave that. If the roots are popping out of it, it's fine. You could leave it. So we put these things in the pot, we water them, we put them in the sun, okay? And they're, we, we know they're draining. Don't, if you water it and the water sits in there, like it's a pool of water, that's no good. It needs to go straight through, okay? Water it really good when you first transplant it, really all full. And so it's water's coming all the way out the bottom and it's running out like clear. Okay, so these plants are going to start growing, right? And at a certain point, at a certain point, they're going to outgrow the little container. These aren't like little containers, but, you know, you don't want to get it too big. But whatever. If you did, if you, if you, I've done it before all in one container, like put the clone in a gallon, or in a gallon container. But this is the best way to do it, I found. You put them in a, a littler one first until they grow into that. And you'll know when they grow into it because they get real bushy plants you got a plant you're looking at like a little bush okay i'm saying like maybe four or five sets of leaves like sets so you got like 10 20 leaves or something already they're good they're bushy you can maybe even see some roots poking out the drainage holes on the bottom of of your uh whatever you put them in this is the time this is the time to transplant them into what you're going to flower them in. Okay. So you, I would recommend getting like a two gallon, two to three gallon, two, anywhere from two to five gallons of a, of like a planter. You can get them at Home Depot. You can get them at um, any garden center. They're not that expensive. You know, I'm sure you can get them on Amazon. I don't know. I'd say get like a four gallon, three gallon to maybe like a four gallon. I'm thinking, okay, it's, four gallon uh pot you can even get like a nice one like a ceramic one or, or whatever i'm i'm guessing you still have six plants so get six of them so you, if you want it you can spend as much money as you want is what i'm saying on a on a um, container to grow them in or or at this point you can put them in the ground if you have a nice garden spot plot in the ground like a vegetable garden or something throw them in there or you can put them like all in a, like a planter. If you have a raised bed or something, I'm not going to go into different methods of gardening right now, just because I'm trying to keep this real simple, real easy. Okay. So we put them in our new thing. We get new potting soil. Okay. To fill it in. Um, probably the same kind. It doesn't really matter. Like I said, this potting soil is going to, by the way, like do it, get them through the whole first like two months okay so you're not gonna have to add anything for two months and really you could probably flower them out depending on what kind of potting soil you're using you could probably flower them all the way out but i like to add some stuff at the end I'll, I'll get into that to help them flower so oh some people are coming by the car yodeling or something but anyways okay so at this point I'm going to stop right now and talk about the light, the light photosensitive plant. The plants are photosensitive. They care about whether it's night or dark. Um, now, 
this is one thing that is really hangs a lot of people up. So I'm, I really got to like slow down here for a second. So when the, when the plants think it's light, when it's daytime, that's good. It's all good. You can, you can have it be dark for a second. You can cover them if you want for a second or clouds can come in. Uh, it can get dark for a little bit during the light, but if there's any light comes on when it's dark, when they're flowering, this will mess up. This will, this will mess things up. I'm not going to get into why, but I'm just going to say when they're flowering, you do not want any light, any street lights, any uh, security lights, like your floodlight in your driveway. You don't want that going on. That is going to fuck everything up. You want to pick a spot where they're going to be dark. Now, if you only have a patio and you have lights on in your house and it shines onto your patio and you only have the patio, then you're going to have to cover the plant at night with something, okay? Hopefully something breathable, but something that won't let light through. You're going to have to get creative. You could even, like, use a plastic, but the thing is, if you water the things and then you cover them with plastic sometimes, they get too wet. And um, they like to breathe at night, kind of, too. So it's like, ideally you can find a spot in your patio or your yard or whatever that is gets sun during the day and it's pretty dark like i'm talking like it doesn't have to be like pitch black there can be some light like a little bit of light i'm talking like a less than like 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 a self less than a cell phone's light worth i'm saying so ideally pretty dark though but this is when you're flowering see you're not going to flower for the first like month, you're not going to like first two months. If you start right now, basically you want to start flowering around my birthday, which is June 15th. If you're in LA or anywhere in California, really, you're going to switch to flower, which means you want it real dark at night, starting like around mid June. Okay. And by that time, hopefully you want your plants to be about knee high. Uh, they say knee high by July, but I like to say knee high by June 15th, okay? Um, and to get your plants that big to veg them out, at night, you just want to have some some lights around them, like some Christmas lights, like all white, day-colored LED Christmas lights, strand. I, I like to strand, wrap it around them or something a bunch of times, or even like a little uh, patio light or a light bulb. And it really only has to go on. You can set it on a timer. It only has to go on in the middle of the night cycle, in the middle of the dark cycle. It only has to go on for like an hour or like two hours. And it just has to cover the plants in light for a couple hours. Or you could just leave it on all night, like a little light right on them all night. They will bush out. These things will turn into bushes after like a month. You're going to be looking at a shit ton of bushes and they look so cool because it's a bunch of weed leaves and you're just like, oh my God, I am a master grower. What the fuck? See, at this point, everybody thinks they're a master, but you got so long to go at this point still. But anyways, I'm not, st- I'm still not trying to say it's hard. I, it's still, I'm still saying it's easy. It is easy. And up to this point, you're going to see it's easy. You're like, holy shit. I got fucking legit weed plants right now. What the fuck? And if anybody, like, comes over, they're going to be like, oh, damn, this fool. Anyways, so you got, 
You got your six mega fucking huge like reefer plants, and you're and you're ready to flower. It's it's mid June. You hit up Bleezy. You're like, happy birthday. I'm ready to flower. What now? And I tell you, now you want to make sure that plant gets at least 12 hours of the light cycle and like, well, you don't have to worry about it because we're talking outdoors. So day, daytime, when the sun's out, sun's out, gun's out. You want that plant to be getting as much fucking sun as it can get. And the nighttime, you want it to be as dark black as it can be on that plant. And it's like that for like, what? Uh, 12 weeks. Okay. Or no, eight weeks. Whatever. It's different strains, different amount of time. Okay. If you got a purple strain, that shit goes like till you'll harvest that shit in like September. Okay. Um, if you got there's some other auto flower strains. Uh, auto flower just simply means you don't need to fuck with the lights. You just put them out. You set it and forget it. I don't know that much about like where to find autoflower and how to determine if they actually are or whatever. Um, so I'm just going to go with what I know, just the regular old, old fashioned weed plants, every strain that I've once I've did autoflower outdoor and I didn't know it. And it was really cool because they turned out really good, but, um, I don't know, like just, I can't guarantee you're going to get an autoflower clone your first time. So I'm just saying it's just smart to veg it out with a light or some Christmas lights or something. The first, the f- into, from now, <clears throat> from when you put them out now, if it rains or whatever, it's fine. As long as it doesn't get below like, f- like 50 degrees outside. If it gets below 50, just bring them inside. Simple. But you still got to make sure they get a little bit of light in the middle of the night cycle um, for the first couple months. I mean, for the first, whatever, until June 15th. June 15th, you put them outside or... That's another thing. That's another thing I forgot to talk about. You can veg inside. There's no reason you can't just veg in your fucking closet or whatever. They don't need shit. These vegging plants don't need all that shit. They don't need CO2. They don't need a high amount of light. You could do it with a fluorescent light. Like a, like a shop light from Home Depot, $12 shop light, a Home Depot, fluorescent or LED. Just make sure it's natural white daylight spectrum, daylight or natural white. You get one of those for like 20 bucks on Amazon. Put it in your closet. Put it in fucking under your stairs. Put it in your windowsill or whatever and just put that light on it and just put that light on a timer for 18 hours and off for what, like, what is that, six hours off, 18 hours on, and, um, you could do that the whole veg cycle, and you could veg it out, you could have started, like, two months ago, and have, by this time, like, trees, that's what I'm saying, if, if you only get six plants, why not grow them out to be, like, big fucking Rasta trees, you know what I'm saying, or, the flip side, just have, constantly always have six plants going, as soon as, as soon as you, you know, but anyways, that's a whole nother conversation. I'm only talking about the season, a growing season, trying to keep this simple. I know I'm getting crazy, but I'm trying to keep this simple. So, you have the clones. You've transplanted them. They grew out. They're, they're bushes now. Um, you're ready to flower. You put up, you're, they're flowering. It's dark at night. It's light during the day. 
You're starting to see some buds now. You're starting to see some buds. You're like, holy shit, what the fuck? Now, there's a whole thing about, like, let me back up for a second. There is a way to, like, shape up the plant as it's growing. It's a little bit more, it's a little bit more, like, intermediate. Um, You can do it. I'll talk about it a little bit. But I'm saying, like, I'm just going to say right now, you don't have to fuck with any of this. You could just grow it as it grows. As Mother Nature put that plant out, and you will get a bunch of weed, and it'll be great. The only reason people shape up the plants, and by shape up, I mean they, like, cut certain branches early on and as the plant's developing, is because the best, the if first of all, just plain and simple, if it's growing up, it'll grow up with one fat nug in the middle, right? One cola, as they call it. One main shoot in the middle. It looks like a Christmas tree. Think a Christmas tree. There's one thing that you put the star on top, right? That's a point at the top. That's kind of how the weed plant will grow. It's like point one, and then it will bush out towards the bottom, get wider. Now, if you clip that off, if you clip that main, as it's vegging, I'm not talking about the budding uh, stage now. As it's vegging, if you clip that top main shoot at like, like, if you clip the first like couple leaf down, couple nodes down, like I'd say like if you cut like if it's like say the plant's like knee high, right? If you cut off like a couple inches, maybe like four or five inches down. Um uh sorry, my car was like trying to tell me something. Anyways, if you cut if you cut off that main shoot at the top, all of a sudden like four other shoots from the sides grow up. And then now, now you have four main colas instead of one. And they're all fat, four fat fucking colas. Now, so that's what I say, that's what I do first. Like around the time that you're transplanting it from the small pot to the bigger pot, you cut that top thing off and you see once you transplant it, it gets an extra boost of energy from the new soil you put it with and stuff. And you'll see like the four four shoots, will, or at least two will come out instead of the one that was there like right where you cut it you'll see two crow out and that's good you want because the more the more main colas the more big nugs you get at the end now the only other thing i do is right when i'm about to go from veg to flower or maybe like a week before or whatever i i cut all the little branches from the bottom till about like like a foot up what they call like I kind of it's they call it lollipopping because you know like a stem of a like a stick of a lollipop that's what the stem kind of looks like because the top you still want that bush at the top but you don't need all that bottom those bottom little little branches aren't going to get a lot of light I mean outdoor they get a little bit more light than indoor so outdoor it doesn't matter as much that's why I said from the beginning of this it you don't have to fuck with like trimming it and stuff but I'm just saying, like, it's worth it if you do. It's a better at the end, I think. Uh, I mean, it is. I'm just, that. That's it, it is. But anyways, so, but you don't have to do it. But anyway, so, so if you do want to, though, right when you transplant it, just lollipop it up. Just cut the, like, the bottom, like, probably eight or nine branches. They're going to be branches, and you're going to be like, why would I cut this? Isn't this weed? Yeah, but the plant is only going to grow so much weed, right? And you can either have it dispersed out at the bottom in little tiny nugs, or you can have it in fat fucking nugs at the top. 
that's where you want the plant to spend all its energy, the big nugs at the top. You you don't, you don't want these little, they call it larf, or little, little tiny little nugs at the bottom. You don't want that shit. You want only the big shit at the top. And um, this is done, sorry, some fucking, like, fatties are walking right by my car. They actually shipped my car. And I don't think they needed the Denny's, I'll tell you that much. But anyways, okay, so we've trimmed our plants. They're going into flowering. They've been in flowering now. They got some fat nugs now. You, you might ask, Bleezy, when do I know when to chop these beautiful nugs down? Um, actually, before I talk about chopping it down and when to chop it down, I want to talk about pest control a little bit because people are worried about, people get worried about like, pests like caterpillars and aphids and stuff and i would say there's something called there's different sprays pesticides and stuff like that you can spray i would say only do that kind of stuff during the veg phase and usually if you do have a problem you'll notice it during the veg phase you'll see it'll be like either there'll be like a bunch of bugs on the leaves you'll see a caterpillars or some shit okay you could you you could you can use pesticides, sprays, whatever. I don't like to do that. I there's there's this stuff called neem oil, N E E M oil. I use that. It's like one of those things where it disrupts the bugs like the 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 one of the worst pests for a weed plant is called spider mites. They're these tiny little like like tiny they're they're real small and they look like little miniature microscopic almost spiders. You can see them, uh, and, oh, man, I can go into some stories about spider mites. I'm not going to right now, but anybody who knows anything about growing has heard heard tell of spider mites or have, have seen them. But anyways, it's not as big a deal outside, though, and this is one of the things I love about outdoors is, and I'll tell you right now why I don't even fucking worry about bugs, is because of other bugs. There are other bugs that will fuck up those spider mites outside. Now they don't you don't have beneficial bugs inside because you don't have any bugs inside. You don't want any bugs inside because these beneficial bugs whatever. I'm not going to talk about in, indoor growing right now. That's another podcast. But in outdoor, if you just let shit fucking be and you don't spray your fucking whole yard up with like chemicals and you don't have like somebody like, I live in an apartment with an HOA, and they, like, send this fool out all the time. They send in spraying shit, spraying weed killers and fucking, I don't know what the fuck they're spraying, Agent Orange and shit. And I'm like, all right, bro, like, I, don't, if you just leave your yard organic and you just plant good shit and you put, like, good soil and compost and stuff, the bugs the bad bugs get eaten by the good bugs. Believe me, like it all works in like a beautiful system. Last time I did it, last time I grew in 2020, I had six plants, right? Or no, five, because one of them, I, it was seedlings. And one of them, I, I didn't know. When they started flowering is when you can tell if they're female or male. Uh, the females look like little flowers and the males look like little balls. So, you know, that's fitting and it's easy to tell. But anyways, so... Uh, one of them, I thought I saw little balls. I couldn't tell though, but I just, you don't want, you, if you even see anything that looks like a male, and if you're a beginner, you're not going to have the eye for it. You're just not. So you're going to have to 
that's why it's better to just get clones because that if a clone is a cutting like somebody cut a branch off of a plant and stuck it in water or whatever dirt and it grows roots and it becomes its own plant but it's genetically exactly like the plant it got cut from which hopefully was a female i've had honestly you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it you wouldn't fucking believe it but i back be, back in the day before clones were really easy to get i've bought clones that were a fucking male i sorry i don't even know why i'm swearing so much this dude sent, sold me, or this, I was a chick, actually, but whatever, regardless. She sold me clones that turned into male plants, and I I had wasted so much time. I had, I wanted the plants to be mothers, meaning I was going to take clones from them. I don't even want to get into it, but it really ruined, ruined me at the time. Like, not like ruined me like I was, like... But I was very upset, okay? So you, this is, these are the things that I'm telling you, warning you now. Like, get clones, and if you don't get clones, if, you, if you're starting from seed, just be real careful, because what happens if you don't? Now, you have, a, you have a female plant and a male plant, right? Say you have a female plant, and you're looking at your nice buds. It's, they're starting to grow right now. They're starting to get a little sticky. You're like, oh, shit. Then you have a male plant, right? And you're like, oh, whatever. I just want, I'll leave that male plant. Or, or sometimes a female plant, now this is where it gets tricky. If a, if a plant gets kind of stressed out, like if you start fucking with the light, like, or whatever, for whatever reason, sometimes plants will turn hermaphrodite, meaning they'll send out male pollen. Like a female plant that has all flowers and shit will send out a little male ball that puffs out some pollen. And then it'll, like, it'll, uh, what do they call fertilize itself. And I think that's how they get feminized seeds. But anyways, it'll fertilize everything in, like, a 100-mile radius, too, because it uses the wind. It uses, like, well, not 100 miles, but, you know, you get the idea. Like, say your neighbor, one of your neighbors, like, three houses down is an idiot and doesn't know that they're growing male plants. And then you're, you have female plants it'll carry the wind will carry the pollen over to your plants now if a pollen a male pollen lands on a female flower that female flower is like okay i'm gonna spend now 100 percent of my energy making seeds no more time is going to be spent making flowers because why fuck it i already have the flower is to get the semen or not the semen the flower is to get the uh whatever pollen and I mean, same thing, basically. But the flower is to get the pollen. You get the pollen, you don't need no more flower. But the thing is, we're only growing the plant for the flower. So we don't, we want the plant to only, we want, basically we want a bunch of sexually frustrated females just trying to get the stickiest buds they can to attract pollen that's never going to come because we're going to cut it down and smoke it. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, like, okay. So that's why we don't want any males. We don't want any hermaphrodites. We don't want any pollen. Okay? We just want female, only female plants. And I don't even know. Okay, so. So, we have the female plants. They're fully budding now. When do we cut them down? Okay. All right. Let me take a swig of this water. All right, so when do we cut these plants down? So, it's a little tricky for if you're not if you don't have the eye for it but 
the, okay, so I'll just tell you the, the way I do it and the way it's done. Um, the plants, you'll see once the buds start getting real big and sticky, they get, if you look at it real, real close, you see like, it looks like frosted, right? It's like little, and if you look at the frost, like the frost, the stuff that looks like frost, the stuff that looks like little crystals, if you look at it with a magnifying glass, it actually, like, if you magnify it up, it looks like a mushroom, like a clear, just translucent, just clear glass mushroom, right? But there's like a thousand, a billion of them covering the plant, right? These, these things are like the THC, the, this is the, the good, this is the good stuff, this is the little oil gland, glands, whatever, sorry, this is like a burp. So these things are going to be crystal clear, right, while, while it's growing, right? All of a sudden, one day, towards like the fall, towards when it starts to be like the end of summer or whatever, or like end of like August or whatever, into September, even October, like I said, different strains. That's why there's no definite like, oh, I can say like, oh, uh, nine weeks later or whatever, 12 weeks later. Different strains are different. Every strain is different. But you'll see, you'll see, they start to look like shit that you see in like a picture or whatever. You'll be like, oh, damn, this is some sticky ick right here. And you look at it, and, you, and I'd say get a magnifying glass. All you need is a cheap magnifying glass. You don't need, like, a fucking, uh, you know, microscope or anything. You look at it, and now they go from crystal clear, and they start getting milky. All of a sudden, they'll be, like, they get all milky is the only way. Like, they get opaque, and they get milky. And then that's, like, once they all the glands are pretty much all milky... That's when you want to like probably you can start thinking about cutting it down. Now, after the milky, they get amber colored. That is okay. So and basically you want it. So most of the glanules or whatever, most of those trichomes, they're called the little glass mushrooms under the microscope. Most of those things are milky. A couple of them are still clear. And then a couple of them have termed like amber color like orange or whatever, like it looks like amber glass or whatever under the microscope. Now, again, if you're just looking at it with the naked eye, it's kind of hard to tell unless you already have the eye for it. But at that point, like that's when you can cut it down. Now, let me back up again one more time. Um, like I said, if you have a good potting soil, you don't really have to worry about nutrients and shit. You don't adding extra nutrients but if if you like have just if you didn't use like a potting soil that has a lot of nutrients in it or fertilizers then you're going to want to buy some kind of liquid fertilizer you can go to any um any pretty much anywhere you can go to home depot even has their own brand of uh liquid fertilizers and just ask See, the thing is, you're going to want to, you're going to want to look for liquid fertilizer that's a flowering or like, like phosphorus, uh, potassium heavy, uh, flowering fertilizer. Okay. Or you can just get a pa a package of like bat guano or uh seabird guano, which is basically like seagull shit or chicken manure will work chicken shit or anything that has a lot of phosphorus and potassium, uh, like, but the thing is, if you use, like, straight raw chicken shit, you can burn the, the roots. So it's like, 
I'm not going to go into a whole organic gardening lecture or gardening lecture, but basically go to like the Green Thumb Nursery or or like a hydroponic store if there is one in your area, which most cities have a lot of hydroponic stores. You go in and you ask for a flower. Just tell them your if you go to a fucking hydroponic store, be like, hey, listen, my plants are about to flower and I need a good flower fertilizer. They'll be like, got you here. They'll be like, here, we got like 20 different ones. And it really doesn't matter. Just as long because like basically the plant is going to take what it needs. Okay, you can give it whatever the fuck you want. It's going to take up just what it what it wants. You can't force feed these plants. Okay, they're just going to take what they need. So as long as you give it to them, uh, and all the all the proper trace minerals, which, that's the good thing about growing in dirt. They're going to get all their trace minerals and shit. Uh, so you just have to worry about like once you start seeing those flowers come in, if you really want to really like over hit into overdrive, start start giving them some, watering them with some liquid fertilizer like every other watering. Or just add some on top if it's like a powder, not a powder, like a, like a, like what, like I said, one of those fertilizers that's like a dirt. Just add it on top, whatever. Then you'll see the buds are just going to get so big, so sticky. Um, But like I said, if you really just wanted to keep it real super simple, you you really don't have to do that. You can just add a little bit more of the potting soil on top, like every couple of weeks or whatever. Um... But anyways, when it gets close to time that you want to cut them down, you're going to want to stop fertilizing them, okay? That's what I was getting to. Right before before you're about to cut these babies down, like I'd say like a week or two before, you can just stop watering them all together, actually, if you want. Unless it's super hot. If it's like super hot, I'd say just water them with like just straight water, just just out the hose. Or you can even, if you want to get crazy, you can use like deionized water or something or filtered water but i don't even it doesn't matter if it's in dirt the dirt filters it so you can use chlorinated water whatever people will tell you you gotta only use filtered water or whatever it's like dude if you're growing in dirt or potting soil that shit is a filter it'll filter it believe me it'll buffer it it'll do all that shit that's why it's so easy that's why it's great um and it's not like you're growing these plants for like fucking a year it's literally like a grow season and then it's it it's like a tomato plant you think of tomato plant think about a tomato plant you grow you buy it at like home depot it's vegging right there's no tomatoes on it right all of a sudden you start seeing little yellow flowers come up and it's like you're like oh shit and then the little yellow flowers turn into tomatoes but in the weed case it's just like the little flowers turn into just big fucking nugs and then the tomato, all of a sudden, it, the tomato ripens. Now, it's like a tomato. You can't, nobody can tell you like, oh, when it's ripe, pick it. You don't, they can't tell you when it's ripe. You got to know what a ripe tomato is. You know what I mean? Kind of like a weed plant. You got to know when it's ripe, when it's ready. Anybody who knows a tomato, though, knows when it's ripe. <clears throat> and especially the fucking rats. When I used to grow tomatoes in like, my mom lives up in Topanga or whatever, like Topanga and Mohawk. There's, like, rats up there in the hills and the trees and shit. Like, I'm not... I'm just explaining where she lives because it's, like... It's not like we lived in a dirty-ass house that had rats. It's, like, the rats are fucking outside. They're there anyways. So you you try to grow shit, like, tomatoes and shit or whatever, and they'll come and just eat it. Because they... And this is what I'm getting to. They would fuck with me when I'd be waiting for a tomato to ripen. Wait, so would they. And literally... The day I would go out to go get the tomato, I'd be, like, dreaming about it. I'd be like, man, this is going to be all... It was, like, tiger-striped tomato all 
crazy variety that I got from like some catalog. I was so excited to like get, and then it would be like chewed up by some filthy fucking rat because they were waiting for it too, and they know those rats are smart. It's crazy, but anyways, that was a side story. But anyways, if if you let it go, the difference of when you cut it down actually matters. You might be thinking like, well, what does it matter? Why can't I cut it down a little early? You know, like you don't want to cut it down early. It's not going to smoke the same. It's not going to taste the same. It's not going to give you the same high. You'll still get high. You could probably cut it down like, I don't know, probably pretty early into flowering. And you still get a little nug. You still get high, whatever. It's But it's such a waste. You're, it's such a waste. You want to wait. I can't stress this enough, really. You want to wait until the, the right time to cut your shit down. And it'll probably be around like September... October, late September, October, maybe mid-September or some shit like that. But anyways, wait, just look, just look at it, keep an eye on it, look at it every couple days or every day. I'm, for me, I look at it, I keep, oh man, I look at that shit like every day, every time I water it, you know, I'm like studying it. So I, I'm really like tuned in and plugged in with the plants. Um, but like, like I said, if you're not too, too into plants, you don't have to be. It, 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 that's a beautiful thing about plants. Once you once you plant it, it kind of just takes over and it does whatever. You just you know gotta give it a helping hand. If you see a bug on it, if you see a like a caterpillar on it or some shit, pick it off. If you see a praying mantis or a ladybug, leave it. A praying mantis will set up shop on your plants and stay there for the duration of of the plant's life and probably its life or whatever. And it will eat every goddamn bug off that plant. It's like a little guard dog of the plant world, of the insect world, I mean. A praying mantis is a great thing to have. Uh, ladybugs are good. Ladybugs are a little messy. They can. Ladybugs tend to shit on the nugs, and then the shit gets, well, like, is a host, like, for mold. Like, if, if you take a shit on, if you're a ladybug and you poop on the nug, all of a sudden, the nug starts getting all moldy. So it's like, I've never been a huge fan of ladybugs. For some reason, praying mantises are super clean, and I never had a problem that way. But ladybugs are better than aphids, I guess, and spider mites. But I'm not, people are crazy about ladybugs. I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. So whatever. Just get yourself a praying mantis, but whatever. Anyways. Um, or like I said, you could spray, whatever. The best way is just to see if you see something. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you see, if you see like a caterpillar or something, gnawing on your leaves or whatever just pick it off because caterpillars will shit all over i've seen that before that's nasty um sometimes if your soil stays too wet for too long it will get something called fungus gnats or white flies uh it attracts um that's why you want your soil to kind of get dry not 100 percent dry but dry out a good amount so it gets light um, you can kind of like feel if it's light by like lifting it. Uh, after a while, you'll start to know if it's light or, or too light or what. But you don't want it to stay wet, is what I'm saying. And um, other than that, you can get some powdery mildew sometimes. If you're getting powdery mildew, it usually means there's not enough airflow around the plants. Sometimes you might have them like too close together, or that's another reason I like to trim up trim them up from the bottom and just trim out some fan leaves every once in a while they don't need all those leaves people think the more leaves the better and yeah you don't want to strip the plant down too 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 bare 
you know, because those plants are, those leaves are like little solar panels, you know. So you want to leave some of the leaves, but you, you don't need them all. And if you, if you have too many and if the plants are too bushy and too close together and there's not enough air going through the plants, you can get some, you can get some problems. You can get some problems with mold in the buds. You can get some other problems. So you want to have a good amount of airflow. But since it's outside, this is another, again, another great thing about being outside you really don't have issues like that. That's another, that's like a more of an indoor issue because it gets too humid indoors and you got to worry about air control and shit outdoors. I'm telling you, man, if you just let it go and you get yourself some good genetics and some good potting soil and some well-draining pots and a good sunny spot that's dark at night. Oh man. I know it sounds difficult, but just try it. What do you have to lose? It used to be that it was fucking super illegal and that you would probably get jacked by somebody's gardener or somebody walk like somebody that comes by your house would fucking come back and jack you or the cops will take your house away or some shit. It's not like that anymore. You, at least in California and probably a bunch of other states, I don't understand why everybody doesn't just have a couple plants. Everybody should. There should be no stigma anymore. It should be like, it should be like having a fucking, I don't even know, like, a, it's, it's just so nice. It's, it, it, if anything, it's a cool looking, beautiful plant. Even if you didn't want to smoke or anything, it's a cool looking plant. Although I'm going to say, if you are just growing for fun and you scatter a bunch of seeds or whatever, I would say, keep it to six. If you're in California, keep it to the legal number because you can still get fucked. The, the cops <clears throat> and the, yeah, the cops, they don't give a shit about, uh, male or female or, or, or clone. Like, that's another thing. Some people think like, oh, I have six plants flowering, but then I have some clones over here. It's like, no, 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 those are plants. Anything they can get you, they'll get you for. So make sure you have the right number. And, uh, yeah, man, like, this should, should be good. Okay. So I'm <clears throat> now, Okay. I'll just quickly talk about curing the weed because I don't want to scare you, but like growing it is really only half the battle. Well, I'd say like half the battle is getting the genetics. Okay. A third of the battle is getting the good genetics, good clones. A third of the battle is growing it like vegging and flowering, knowing when to cut it down. And then a third is like how to go from that cut plant to a bag of smokable weed. And that's what I'm going to talk about right now. So from when you cut it down, you want it to dry out like pretty evenly. So you can't just like throw it in a pile because it's not going to dry out one and it'll dry out. It's not going to work. You want to either hang it up so that it's not touching. Like it's basically like hung up like on a clothesline or people use clothes hangers, like coat hangers. You can put like, four or five branches on a coat hanger, like just hook them like on the branch and you can hang the coat hanger up on a line or somewhere dark. You want to keep them somewhere like dark and cool, uh, preferably inside somewhere so they don't get too dry too quick. Think like how they, how they cure tobacco. If anybody ever knows about curing tobacco, it's kind of the same process where you don't want it to get it, um, like crispy dry too quick. Now you're going to think it is, because the outside dries first and then it dries. So, okay. So 
so I'm getting ahead of myself. So you're going to want to hang it up for like, okay, it's different in every climate. If it's like raining outside and you're hanging it up inside, it's going to take like a week to dry properly. But if you're in Southern California or like Arizona or fucking somewhere real dry, like, like Vegas. Oh my God. One time I grew, I grew in Vegas and that shit was like real dry. But anyway, so, but for, I'm just going to talk about like LA, right? It takes like two days hanging up in a closet, in a dark closet for it to get completely like dry on the outside of the nug, but it's still wet on the inside. People freak out and they're like, Oh shit, I got it too dry. No, the, the center of the nug of weed is still dry. Okay. So when you hang it up initially though, you want to take off all the fan leaves, all the big leaves that look like the stereotypical, like logo for marijuana, a fan leaf, like a leaf. Basically, you want to cut all that shit off. All of those big leaves, just cut them off, strip the plant of leaves, hang it up for two days. If you're in LA, two days, they're going to get, the nugs are going to get crispy on the outside. Now at this point, cut all the nugs off of the sticks, off the stems. Okay. You want the nugs, you just want the nugs and they're going to be crispy on the outside, wet on the inside like dry on the outside. They're still going to be wet on the inside. You cut them just the nugs and you put them all into a big glass jar, like a ball, like a Mason jar. Okay. Or a Turkey bag. You go to the store, you buy a Turkey bag. Don't, don't put them in a Ziploc. It's not, it won't cure out right. Don't put them in plastic. Don't put them in fucking Tupperware. Put it in a glass jar or a Turkey bag. Okay. And then fill up the jar like as much weed as you have to fill up a jar. So if you have only a little bit and you didn't grow that much, like you only had a little bit on the patio, a little bit of sun, and you only got a couple nugs, you get a small jar, fill up the jar. If you have a shit ton, get a turkey bag, fill up the bag, take out all the excess air, okay? You leave it in there for like a, a week, four or five days to a week, okay? And every day... You open it up and you do what they call burp it. Just let a little bit of air in. You let it breathe for like a minute every day. And you close it back up. It lets air, it lets water vapor out, whatever, gets new air in. And after that week, so two days of hanging up in the dark and then like four days of being in a jar and burping it every day. Then at that point, it's ready to go. It's ready to smoke. And you'll see, as it's curing out, it changes its aroma. It's you. It looks different. It, it smells like... It starts smelling insane when you're curing it out. You, when you first cut it down, it smells... And you're thinking like, damn, this doesn't even smell like weed. Sometimes when I'm growing it and when I first cut it down, it smells like, like candy or something. And then... It, a lot of chemical processes are going on as it's curing out. Um, it's like sugars are turning into fucking salts and vice versa. I don't even know what's going on, but a lot of changes happen for curing out. That's what it's, people fuck up. They'll cut I, people will cut down plants and just put the nugs straight into a fucking jar or whatever and not burp it out. All of a sudden, you could take some award-winning OG Kush fucking amazing cherry pie nugs and turn it into a haystack smelling like some wet hay like it really really matters how you 
it's that's what I'm saying. It's almost important as finding a good gene genetic like strain, and it's really as important as how you grow it is how you cure it out. And um, if you can cure it out, like I said, it's really simple. It's not much to it. Uh, and. Then-